Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, and it is a new damn year. Happy New Year to all of you loyal listeners of the Stacking Slabs podcast. Hopefully you had a very safe and great start to your year. My start to my year has been good. I've been enjoying life, been enjoying the extra days at home before I jumped back into the grind. But you know what? It's a time where we all can start fresh. You know all those gimmicks, all those cliches. But you know what? This show is about sports cards, and I just want to say, let's just enjoy the damn hobby and find ways to get better. I am enjoying this episode with a companion. I'm joined with a brand new branded can. I got to say, it's looking sharp. You've got lime, a little lime green infused here with a white background. Um, This is a major overhaul from a branding perspective, but I want to shout out to the companion in the fuel for today's episode, I am joined by Bang. It's Cherry Blade Lemonade. It is coursing through my veins right now, and it is much needed. I am running a little on E, walking from Lucas Oil back to my home with my tail tucked between my legs. And the NFL is one of those leagues that, as a fan, you just always get humbled. And today, as I record this on Sunday afternoon after the Colts Raiders game, I was humbled as a fan, yes, by those Raiders. Congratulations to all of you Raiders fans out there. Uh, Played a wonderful game uh, against the Colts. And after we were riding high, we were finally put back into our place. Puts a little bit of pressure on us to make the playoffs. But we have to go to Jacksonville next week. um, Or this week, I guess, as this airs. And get a W. If we get that dub, we'll be in the playoffs. But man, I wish... We could have done it while I was in the stadium. It was a fun game outside of the result. My wife and I got away. We 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 uh, called in Nana to watch the the young one, and it was a little date night at the Colts game uh, with my wife and I. We enjoyed it. I actually did one of those things too, and I never thought I would do this, but um, we had this whole uh, deal. My daughter was in her Colts gear. My wife's rocking the. Her uh, Ryan Kelly had my wins on. I was like, let's, and I'm not a pictures guy. I was like, let's get a team photo before uh, we walk away and walk to the stadium. So we got our little team photo. And I thought to myself, I said, you know what? I'll probably post this team photo, a little personal pic, share it out to the community. But I also decided, you know what? I've seen these people do these things, right? Um, where they're grabbing their cards and taking it to the stadium and snapping a little photo. And I thought to myself, you know what? That kind of sounds like a fun thing to do. I saw my man too legit to quit. He was at a Lakers game and he posted just a banger. Uh, Kobe, LeBron, MJ, Carmelo, quad autograph. While at the Lakers game, he got some love on the TV too. And I said, you know, what? that's pretty damn cool. You know, he snapped a photo connection of sports and sports cards and I said you know what as I had this moment of like it wasn't it wasn't premeditated it was like spontaneous and I said you know what 
I ran up to the Zion case, opened it up, and just grabbed my uh, Jonathan Taylor championship ticket. And I said, you know what? If I'm bringing one card, it's my JT banger, jersey numbered, 28. I'm going to bring that to the stadium, snap the photo, just have it as a memory. as a Because that's what I like to do. That's why I'm a sport. I collect sports cards because I'm a sports fan. And as someone who goes to the games, what a better way to commemorate a season by snapping that photo of a young legend, Jonathan Taylor. And so I did it. And I got to tell you, it was fun. By the time this goes live, it'll be posted. The one thing that I will say, it is a very nerve-wracking experience. I mean, yes, my Jonathan Taylor championship ticket, um, jersey number to 28, isn't as significant of a card as Too Legit to Quits, Quad, Auto, but hopefully maybe someday it'll, it'll get up there. But man, having that thing on me, I was just like nervous. I could forget up, forgot about it for a minute. And I don't know if I'll ever do it again. So it might be a one and done, but I got that picture. So if you want to check that out, go to Stacking Slabs on Instagram, check out that photo. And while you're there, hit me with the follow. Appreciate everyone out there engaging in the community, chatting with on a regular basis. And you can find me across all those social channels. Hit me with that follow button. I saw a lot of people on Instagram talking about their New Year's resolutions, what they did and what they want to do in the hobby. And there's a lot of inspiring stuff. People putting goals out there, people kind of setting a foundation for how they want to operate. And I'm all about that. I'm all for that. And there was stuff around cars or stuff around content. And for me, it allowed me to take a step back and reflect and think about the show and running and my place in the hobby. And I think the more experience you have, whether it's in content creation, collecting cards, um, anything hobby related, I think you are have this ability to kind of refine and figure out what you like and what you really you don't like, and you get more focused. And so my my overarching goal is just to be more focused. I want to be more focused with collecting the cards that I'm extremely passionate about. And I think I was on started on that path this year. I want to continue to be consistent with the content that I'm delivering here on the Stacking Slabs podcast, and I want to continue to build and develop relationships with you the participant in the hobby, you, the person on the other end, um, you, the collector. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about just my mentality in this episode, um, run through some things, get my bang in me. And I got to say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm playing hurt on this one coming off a loss. So I got to keep this energy rolling. In other words, just local sports thing. I have to shout out Indiana Pacers. When you think about something so hard, eventually it comes into existence. And that's what happened with um, this COVID crazy situation, the NBA and Lance Stevenson signing a 10-day contract with the Indiana Pacers. Lance Stevenson, easily one of my favorite Pacers of all time. Hopefully I can get to a game when he's getting some minutes so I can appreciate him if this might be the last time or not. But I think that's just amazing. I've been thinking a lot about our hobby and thinking about our hobby from uh, what it was like at this point last year. And I think our hobby is balancing itself out. Do you remember last year around this time, what was going on. It was crazy. Like people were buying out anything and everything. Any Kobe, LeBron, Michael Jordan card was just outrageously expensive. Things had gone up. And I think one thing that I've certainly learned is when stuff goes up too fast, be on the lookout. So I think there's been a lot of people saying our hobby is down. And I think it's certain segments of the hobby are down, but also other segments are up. So I think for me, it's the focus around being specific 
with how we're talking about the hobby. That's something I'm going to continue to work on. And I hope other people that have a content platform and who are communicating with the the hobby every day um, are specific about that. I think base cards, when when I jump back into the hobby, I think, you know, base cards were were too damn high and, and it was super confusing to people like me who were trying to figure it out on our own. You'd see people, um, these these card prices going up and you'd see people buying these cards. And although that seems like ancient history ago, I think I'm mindful of the new participant coming in. So I think we have tools at our disposal to communicate trends and what's happening in the hobby. And I think that's why I love like card ladder, how it separates in, in the indices, separates high, mid and low. And you can see just the performance of segments of cards. And that's all bro- broken down. If I think the high is 5K and above in, I don't remember all the, what the defining moments, but I think you have tools and data platforms that segment these, segment our hobby out. And I think it's interesting to look at those different segments and think about population, think about collect collectability and think about what rises over time. So I think that's something that just I'm going to be uh, more mindful of is not talk about the market as a whole, but try to be very, very specific. I think, and I, and by the way, I'm, I'm not anti-base cards. I think base cards can be an, a great entry point, but they aren't at the, what the prices were a long time ago. And I think part of the problem was mainstream platforms ignored really important things like population reports. I think you saw PSA shut off the valve of taking in all of this quote unquote base card junk slab stuff and the base cards crash, right? You couldn't move them. You couldn't flip it to another person. I think part of that, when there was the crash, people left. And then I think, but also people stayed and the people who stayed are the people who learned. And I would say I was part of that, that group of people that had learned and and just knew that I didn't like trying to time the market and I just wanted to collect and I wanted to collect and yeah, do I want the price of my cards to go up? Of course. And yeah, am I going to be a seller and as a collector too? Of course. And I just think like when you start to observe and you surround yourself with the right people, you start to better understand how to operate and it's not how to operate based on what another person is doing, but it's a collection of things you learn from different people and you infuse that in your day to day. And the more you do that, the more excited you get about the hobby, the more you want to stay. And I say borderline, the more obsessed you want to be. I think everyone from my observation who's sitting at the top, whether you're in business, you have platforms or whatever is here and they want to grow the hobby. I think we need to be just as focused on segmenting the hobby as it grows. And we need to start neglecting. We need to really stop talking, talking about the hobby and speaking in blanket statements. I think most importantly, we need to focus in on the education. Those dedicated to educating the hobby and helping with the segmentation problem will benefit because we can't have enough people. And people who are out there educating, people are out there trying to share data, people out there trying to share perspective, and they do it by sharing and not doing because they think it's going to benefit them, but they do it because their intention is to benefit the hobby will eventually get that love on the other end. It's how this all works. It's how, that's why I love the hobby and I have so much passion for it is the the more you give, the more you get. And it might not be immediate, but it'll happen down the road because of relationships, because of people knowing what kind of cards you want, because of information sharing. And I just think taking a step back and making sure that we, we, 
we all don't collect for the hobby. However, we can share what we're learning and give back to the hobby. And I think having that mindset coming from a place of abundance and giving back is something I'm certainly focused in on doing in 2022 and beyond. And I hope you are too. I just want to say shout out to my man, Justin. Talk about a fan base. This guy, um, Charger21, he was on last week's episode. There's so many people reached out and said, Justin's the man. Thank you so much for having Justin on. I've had so many people to share stories about Justin. I think that's what I wanted to do. I'm going to bring a guy like him who's got a ton of passion and experience. And especially bringing him on wasn't to be like, all right, go learn about F1 and go start collecting it. But I think it's important to listen to people like him, how they approach new markets, how they're thinking about collecting, and hopefully you learn something. And I think one of the important things, I don't know if you listened to the full conversation at the end, very end of the episode, I, I brought up Pokemon and I brought up the fact that I don't know much about Pokemon. I was kind of outside that range of it hitting, being nostalgia and collecting and jumping in. However, I love listening to people share Pokemon content and talk about Pokemon. And I think it's because there's passion there. And I might listen to two people talk on a podcast about Pokemon collecting for a half hour. And it might, I might not be focused in on the actual cards they're talking about, but the way they're operating in the excitement that they have, I gravitate to stuff like that. And that's like any segment of the hobby. I could listen to people talk hockey cards. I could, it doesn't matter because I just love that passion. And so I hope as someone who's out there with a platform, someone who's in the game, that I'm just someone who's very, very focused on the collector and people who are collecting with a ton of passion. That's, that's something I'm gravitating towards. And I th- I've been thinking a lot about the Stagging Slabs podcast. I think if I were to put a pyramid together of the entire hobby, and think about all the different personas, the types of people, um, the collector would inevitably sit sit at the top. I think if you're out there listening to Stacking Slabs podcast, odds are and chances are you are a collector at heart. And it's that feeling you get, you know, and and if you can kind of relate to this, this is someone I'm speaking directly to you, but it, it it takes over kind of when you make that purchase. I think previous comps and trying to like get every penny matter very much, very less. And it something lines up with the card that you see in your collection. And by you putting that card in it, it just makes your collection better. And so I think it's the thought process of buying with intention. You don't buy with, with intention to sell, but you might end up selling cards down the road to acquire something that you might perceive better. And if you, you are open to change and you have adaptability and it's this, I've been preaching it since I started the show, but you have passion over profit. Again, you're not, you don't, it's not like you don't want your cards to go up in value, but it's the passion of buying something that is relatable, that is collectible to you and maybe not, not be collectible to the hobby. But these are the kinds of things I'm thinking about when I'm going into building out this show moving forward. It's just, I'm I'm fascinated by the collector. I'm I love learning from the collector, and I think I bring different types of content on this show. But everything I try to do is pointed back to the collector because that's my audience, and that's that's who I serve. I'm going to spend this year with stacking slabs, and it really started last year. But uh, I'm going to spend this year exploring the question of like what motivates the modern day collector, and I think exploring this topic will allow me to learn, and hopefully, you as the listener will learn too. It's a new damn year. There's so many people, so much energy. 
in this hobby. And if I can spend some time pulling out some of that energy and passion from the audience and I can learn something and you can too, like that means that the Stacking Slabs podcast becomes an important piece of the hobby. And it's it's me trying to facilitate these conversations because new people hopefully find my show and people listen to my stuff because it's collector driven. And that's what I'm really trying to do. And it's exploring this topic of the modern day collector will help everyone learn. And hopefully that that's kind of my overall intention. And I think I say all this and I've been very collector focused and been hitting the hammer on the collector, but I'm a fan of all the flavors in the hobby. I think just not all of them are for me. And I also think some are riskier than others, but and I think it's cool because some of the things like, you know, breaking and um, maybe flipping cards they might bring new people into the hobby. And I think that's a good thing. And I think a lot of the content already that exists is focused and pointed at those people who are participating that way, which I, I fully support. And I think we should all be doing more things, but I want you to know if you're listening to this show on the first Wednesday of January, 2022, that if you come back, the show will be more about exploring the topic of the modern day collector than maybe most of the other content that you're listening to. While hearing the stories of collectors might not be the most mainstream thing going on, it's not the most sexiest thing. I'm not really a mainstream guy, so it kind of fits into who I am, and there's some alignment there. So let's go. There's more Stacking Slabs podcasts ahead, definitely in 2022. And I've got an episode. I'm bringing my man Drake, Drake's PC, back on the program. This time, I want to just I'm going to be exclusive. And again, this is something I encourage you. You might not be into pro wrestling. You might not be into wrestling cards, but I want you to really understand the mindset of maybe why Drake is into modern, shiny wrestling cards, serial numbered. It's a lane I collect in. And I think by listening to how we are thinking about this, I'm bringing them back on on Friday. It will hopefully open some doors and lights on for you, whether it's for wrestling cards or maybe it's another segment. I think it applies to all. So I'm bringing Drake on first hobby guest of 2022. He's a good friend of mine. Excited to share that conversation. And also, we will be doing a companion piece that evening. I will be posting this on IG. I don't have the time solidified, but sometime Friday night that Drake's episode goes live, we will be doing on IG a an evening deal, IG Live, where we'll be showing off some cards, continuing the conversation a little further. So it'll be the companion piece to the podcast episode on IG Live. Um, we'll look at calendars. And w- once, that's, once that is uh, set in stone, I will promote that. So look for that probably Thursday. Look for that Friday on my Instagram. Um, I'm sure Drake's will be sharing it as well, but excited to talk a little shiny modern wrestling card fun to start off the year. I also want to thank uh, Luca Nation, Andrew and Cage for including me in their top four podcast uh, survey to their audience that, that there was good podcasts on the list. I was humbled to be included in that list. I know Cage and Andrew have a flavor of hobby and they've been very flavor of their content that they serve the hobby and they've been very aggressive at producing high quality content. Um, So if you are listening to this stuff and you want to hear a new podcast, go check out their stuff. If you're not familiar already, I do appreciate it guys. All right. So I just wanted to kind of close out maybe to set the stage for the conversation that I'm going to drop on Friday. And I think 
this is all kind of from my mentality kind of come up and it's got me to think a little bit, but I think one of the important things that happens or has happened in the hobby and it's going to happen again is um, with fanatics, but Panini taking over the license of football of basketball. And now this is happening while it's, it's a whole nother iteration in turn it's happening in wrestling cards. And I think what this does is and I, I've seen it in this life cycle. I've seen it with football cards and I've seen it with basketball cards. And now it's like with wrestling cards, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get ahead of it. And that's what this conversation will be about on Friday. But where you jump over and all the attention is immediately on the new license with the Panini cards and the Prism product and all the other stuff that comes out. But it, there is this timing and this, this window where it's like, wait a minute everyone's focused on this new license and these new cards, but like, what about tops Chrome cards? What about finest cards? What about all these cards that we collected for a while? And for me with wrestling cards, there is WWE's license is moving over to Panini in March, WrestleMania time. They're pumping out their last few products and tops is pumping out their last few products. And I'm thinking about, just tops chrome and i've been obsessed with collecting parallels of low numbers parallels of guys and gals that i think are significant to me and my fandom as just a, as me me as a wrestling fan and so i think there's this thing in the hobby with immature markets and it's like how can we look at immature markets and stare at other um, segments and what can we learn and i think during my exploration around the hobby and my own personal collecting i've come to the determination that's pretty obvious, but I'm going to say it here. Shiny cards and their parallels are highly collectible. And I think if I'm defining shiny, you know, re- refractors or prism stuff, and those are the types of cards that I gravitate towards. And those are the types of cards that I like to collect. And I think with a segment like wrestling cards and being in it day to day, so much of the attention has been on the vintage in the past. And you've got these serial numbered cards that are shiny that the hobby loves that are right there for the taking at affordable prices. So I have been buying up cards and yeah, I might spend a lot of money on some here and there, but other cards for me seem like a steal. And I think it's just because the market hasn't matured. And once Panini goes, grabs the license in March, I think they'll in prism WWE prism is the, the, the main card. It'll get more of attention and there'll be more people trying to collect, you know, the silvers trying to collect the golds. And then the Topps Chrome product that had been in existence, which might not have gotten attention, might see appreciation on the back end and the other side. I think you look at cards like, I think about the Jay-Z Topps Chrome Refractor card. It's like, if that was just a paper card um, that was of some obscure set, yeah, some people might try to like get it graded and there might be, you know, a low pop on it and people are trying to make it collectible. Yeah, that might happen. But the fact that it's like of Topps Chrome, of a refractor serial number lining up makes that card collectible. And so I think that you can look at it with a Jay-Z card. You could look at it with some UFC cards. You could, it's just the playbook is in place with these immature markets and how they start to mature. And I think I'm trying to get ready for the prism boom by going back to these tops cards. And to me, the game is parallels of great players versus stale rookies that everyone else sees. And the going back and buying these low numbered serial shiny cards of legends 
and it might be their third or fourth year card. Maybe, maybe that, but then you look at the price and you're like, how is this card a fourth of this rookie who has done nothing? And I think because the hobby is so obsessed with thinking about rookies and that gamble, there is such an opportunity for people who are collectors to dig in and jump and buy cards at affordable rate before they kind of take off. And so it's this, the artificial manufacturing or the serial numbered. Um, and I think this happens mostly with shiny cards. So I'm a shiny card collector. I like refractors. I like prism parallels. And so I'm getting the opportunity in an immature market like wrestling cards to kind of go down this rabbit hole and buy cards at prices that aren't completely ridiculous and I'm enjoying it. So I'm going to, I think this conversation on Friday with Drake, we're going to explore this, talk a little bit about it, and hopefully you can learn something and take those learnings and apply it to whatever segment of the market that you're collecting. I want to close out this episode, the first episode of 2022, by sharing some something I put out there. And I said, it's bypassing the offer when a new listing pops for fierce, someone else will beat you to it. It's the conviction when you smash Ben. It's checking, tracking multiple times a day to see what cities it in. It's that mail day feeling, the spoils of a collecting. And I know you've all felt that. And I think that's something that keeps us running, just like this bang coursing through my veins right now, keeping me running. I think I'm so happy to be on this path to explore these topics around the collector. I think sports cards kick ass. I think they're an amazing escape. I think there's so much fun and opportunity. And we should be positive around what's happening. And yes, there's some uncertainty on the other side, but hell, what doesn't have uncertainty and it's never always going to go your way, but I think it's the learning and experimenting around collecting and learning from others that gets me to get out of bed and record a damn episode, especially after a Colts loss. Go get him this week, Colts. I need that dub on the other side of this. Hopefully you are all having a good new year. Go hit that follow button. Subscribe if you're not already. I do appreciate you. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And you know what? I'll be back on Friday with new stacking slabs with my man, Drake's PC. Peace out.